Powered by Tidal Health and produced by me, Tony Weig, with expertise from Dr. Chris Snyder. We present Dr. Taboo. Okay, so next topic for us is going to be suicidal thoughts. Another tough topic. Um, I mean, there's... We've all, I actually lost somebody really close to me downtown in the plaza here a couple years ago. Bull, yeah. he was a police officer. Yep. I was very close to him. He was here at my studio one week and then gone the next. Yep, I'm doing well. Real tough topic. All right, here we are with Dr. Taboo in three, two, one. It's yours, man. It's good to be back. It's um, great to be back. Good to see you again. Yeah, this topic, uh, this topic is near and dear to my heart. I've been a medical examiner for the county since 1997. Um, so I, I deal with a lot of this suicides. Uh, plus we deal with a lot of suicidal ideation, <clears throat> which is an attempt for suicide or thought process around suicide uh, when we take care of people in the hospital. So um, very, very common healthcare issue that's really, um, you know, um, um, very deep and involved and uh, uh, very challenging. So um, I'm a super big optimist. So it, it just, it always is just really, really difficult sometimes to talk to folks who are so down, but there's so much history and deepness to this. Um, it, it does require professional management. Um, it, it's not, you know, again, it, we, we deal with everything from anorexia nervosa where folks are majorly depressed and literally commit suicide by not eating to folks who, you know, use a weapon or, or a ligature. And um, it, it's just unbelievable to see the the amount of suicide that occurs um, and uh, the, the the reason why is is always unexplainable. It is truly unexplainable. And like you were just alluding to, the slow suicide is something we watch people go through every day. Definitely. You could say that an alcoholic, a heroin addict, a crack addict, or any sort of person who's taking a drug that hard every day is slowly trying to kill themselves. Yeah, I actually bring up with patients. And, you know, when you're non-compliant with your doctors trying to manage your diabetes, for example, um, why? Why, why would you not do what I ask you to do and try to promote the best possible health? So um, th- there's a lot of behavioral things in the background. There may be historical things, everything from child abuse, spousal abuse. Uh, um, you know, th- there's a lot of really deep, intuitive things that, uh, you know, it's not the writing on the wall. And then, you know, I see 80-year-olds commit suicide because they have cancer and they don't want to go through treatment. So, you know... I- <sighs> I don't know. It's a, it's a really tough topic, um, but suicide can be treated if you seek attention. But you got. But it's ask sort of help. like preventing an employee from leaving a business, and you can't prevent an employee from quitting your business. They don't tell you they're going to quit. They just sort of figure out one day that they're done yep. and they're going to go walk away. Yeah, suicide's different because it affects an entire family. It affects people. It affects jobs. It affects everyone around you in ways that right. could be a ripple effect to other suicides. Yeah. And, you know, listening to the, so from the forensic side, one of the things I get to see the families after, um, I, I can tell the world out there, you know, if you're contemplating or, or have attempted suicide, um, I can tell you right now, you're leaving your family with the worst taste in their mouth about you. You could ever leave them. Um, and I, I don't mean to be cruel about that, but families are angry. I, you know, it is an, it's worse than an accident. It may very well be the most selfish thing you could ever do. Most definitely. Um, leaving children, leaving loved ones. Um, um, and, you know, again, if there's a medical reason for it, my God, uh, you know, seek medical help. Um, th- 
there's just so much involved in it. It's so deep. And uh, we, we just don't have the resources either to help everybody. That's one of the big challenges in healthcare. So, um, you know, the counselors, the psychiatrists. Um, you know, and, thank God for life crisis. Absolutely. Thank God for 211. Yep. Thank God for the other numbers that are able to be called right. by the people who are going through this. So from a parent perspective, God awful thought that a child would ever kill themselves. But what could a parent look for to sort of notice that their child might be contemplating suicide? Yeah, a lot of the signs in children are, are seclusion, um, you know, nonverbal uh, um, activities, um, harming animals, harming themselves um, subtly that, that you may not recognize, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of a lot of behavioral things that occur, but uh, probably seclusion is one of the most number one things. Um, get into your kids' notebooks. Um, <laughs> be, be nosy. Um, Look you, under their beds. Yeah, you have Seriously. a right. You, have a right. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you, you have to guide them. A 12-year-old making decisions about uh, about their ability to, to determine medical care is not appropriate. They, they don't have the maturity or the hormones or whatever we want to call it to make that decision. You have to be in their corner. They don't have the logic and the reason available at that yes. moment. It's just not there. And we need to teach them that logic and reason through through adulthood. So, so uh, you know, it's sort of hard because it's even hard to approach people. Do you even, is there even a, a way to approach somebody who you think is contemplating this or do you wait for them to lash out? Like what is the... No, signs and symptoms, if you're seeing anything or sensing something, I, I, call it out. Call um, it out. Yeah. And, you know, again, do it in a, a, a moment where it's... um where you're not condemning the person for it. You're, you're just trying to reach out and help them. I, I think a lot of folks try to condemn people for, for uh, you know, not sharing their feelings. I, you know, I, there's nothing that says I have to. Um, so there has to be a comfort level, and you got to find that comfort level, dive in with them. You know what I've learned in a lot of these podcasts is that all of these sort of things, if you are actively engaged with the people in your life, communicating, relating with them and doing things with them and staying active with them. It's hard for them to fall in some of these traps that we talk about on Dr. Taboo. And that's, that's a key lesson to take away from this. Yeah. Patterns are, uh, you know, recognizing patterns is you have to be close to somebody to recognize patterns. Um, you, you can't be distant. If you're distant and you're making assumptions, oh yeah, they're just going to the movies every night with their friends. No, no, no. They're not just upstairs teenagering. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? My wife and I followed our kids. We literally followed them. Uh, you got to be in their lives. You got to be engaged. You do. You, you, you don't have to do that anymore. You can actually watch them on the phone now. Well, that's true, but they can hide their phone too. So. Sure. But their phones are never away from them. Well, anything and the wake of any, and, and being a forensic, uh, a forensic doc for years, I can tell you the, the number one thing is who did it. Um, you know, and that, that's what we have officers for the very objective in most cases. So, um, but, but you got to worry about, you know, blaming and, and when the, the victim is, is not there to yeah. explain themselves, uh, despite the notes I've read and all of the elements of care that I've ever seen, um, there's always this guilt from the family that's just irreconcilable with life. It's very stay difficult. Stay related and stay close and Absolutely. stay close to your family. And watch your patterns. Watch your patterns and your kids. Be aware of everything they're doing. Patterns change. Things change. Yeah. Ask questions. Especially on the internet. Best thing we can do. Yep. Good talking to you today, Doc. You too, man. Big topic. Real deep topic. If you've got an idea for a great Dr. Taboo show, please shoot us an email. Please use drtaboo at titlehealth.org. And if it's yucky enough, we'll be talking about it in a future episode. Thanks again. No matter the health topic, if it makes you squirm, Dr. Snyder has likely treated it. 
Listen in each week as he and I tackle a new yucky topic, one that you are probably too embarrassed to ask your own doctor about. 